Oh my goodness, ladies. Here we are at episode 20. I love having this podcast. I felt um, refreshed in it um, because I've had some amazing wins in our Facebook community lately. We've been doing a 30-day challenge and it's been so inspiring to see everybody dive into finding out what's fun and delightful and joyful for them. And I've been so inspired by some of the new members of our group who have just dived right in to making their marriages amazing. And I want to share um, Hope's story with you in this, um, this episode. And then um, my friend Dana is also going to um, share her story in an in interview. So Hope says, for the past three weeks, so did you hear that? Three weeks. I have been working on set the mood for your household. On a Monday, just over three weeks ago, I got up, got ready for work. Each morning, I fixed a bottle of water with a flavor packet in it. While I was doing that, I saw a pack of post-it notes in a bowl on our kitchen counter. It's where we put the mail and such to come back to later. I honestly have no idea why they were there, but I got an idea. My husband, who also drinks water with a flavor packet in it, had just gotten home from work and was in bed. I decided that I would fix his flavored water and add a sticky note with a simple I love you on it. Attach it to the cup and put it in the fridge. When he woke up to get ready for work, I got a text as usual that said hello, but I got a separate text that said thank you for my water with a heart and a kissy face emoji added to it. I wasn't after the thank you, however. It made me realize that something so simple seemed to have meant a lot to him. So I continued each day writing a note and attaching it to his water bottle and placing it in the refrigerator for him to get to when he got up to get ready for work. On Saturday, we were both home. I fixed our bottles of water, but I did not attach a note to it. When he got his bottle, he turned to me and said, where is my note? To which I replied, hang on a minute and I'll get you one. And I laughed. So I quickly wrote another one and attached it to his cup. He replied, thank you. I'll go put it with the rest of them. My husband now has a collection of these notes. I have left every day for the last three and a half weeks. He was out of town for one week in another state. I found a picture of his water bottle and found pictures of post-it notes with sayings for him. And I used pic collage to put them together and sent them via text each morning for him to find when he woke up that week. And he has all of those saved on his phone. Inside info is, I have a great husband, but he doesn't show a lot of affection. He's a great gift giver and will do anything for me, but my husband is not always in the lovingest of moods. He's definitely not what I would consider to be a lovey-dovey, touchy-feely husband. He has not done the love language test, but I'm fairly certain his love language is words of affirmation, which is what gave me my idea to do the post-it notes. On the other hand, I've known for 10 plus years that mine is physical touch. We are very far apart on this, lol. I used to beg and plead for him to kiss me and kiss me goodbye and heaven forbid the random kiss out of nowhere just wasn't going to happen. I don't like to snuggle all night but I do like to lay very close to him so I can feel him against me. Wrapped in his arms, even for a few moments, make everything seem to melt away. This is definitely not his cup of tea, and most of the time he would say things like, quit, stop, go back over there, blah, blah, blah. This is frustrating to me. I would beg or get mad that he didn't want to be near me. I've stopped doing this and finding the skills. He's been in a great mood and I've had more personal attention and affection over the past week and a half than I have in a long time. He randomly kisses me throughout the day when we are both home and even kissed me the other day about four times in Lowe's. This is an obvious change as public affection was not something he would ever do before. Lying in bed has had a turnaround too. There's no more pushing me away or asking me to stop when I snuggle in. He just lets me do it and even rolls over to hold me now 
without being asked. Our bedroom relationship has never been lacking, but this has made for a much more intimate relationship, both sexual and non-sexual. While I love my husband and I know he loves me, this has been a desire of my heart I never thought I would ever see. We haven't had a single argument and definitely no cold wars in the past few weeks, and I owe it all to these skills. Yesterday, he was working in the office while I was working at home. When he works in the office, he normally goes to lunch with some of the guys in the office or works through lunch. Instead, he texted me if I and asked me if I wanted to go to lunch with him, and of course, I said yes. I can't say enough or thank you enough for helping us all make healthy, stronger marriages. And then she texted me again. She messaged me again and said, my husband came home about an hour ago. I was in the kitchen emptying the dishwasher. He came straight to me, hugged me for what seemed like an eternity, not complaining, but I worked hard to let him know I enjoyed it versus being too busy to accept it. I'm sitting in my recliner working, and he's come over here at least three more times to kiss me for absolutely no reason. So hope I'm so inspired by the results that you created in three weeks just by experimenting um, with some different ways of being. And that's what's so amazing about these skills and kind of like hard to explain is that um, just how powerful it can be to make a few small changes. Um, and I think that as women, we really are the fire starters in the relationship. Um, like when we show up happy, our husband's able to reconnect with the woman that he fell in love with. Um, whereas if we don't show up happy and he kind of can't find us, then he'll just get discouraged and wall himself off. So as women, we hold the power and that's what I'm on a mission to let women know. And so without further ado, let's get into the episode. If you're a born-again Christian wife and you want to experience joy and abundant life while being a respectful wife, this is your show. My name is Lucy Martin, and I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Maine, and I'm also a certified relationship coach. I have the marriage of my dreams, and I want that for you too. This is the show that's going to help you get there no matter how far gone things are right now. This is about inspiration and how magnetic biblical womanhood can really be, and it's also full of tons of super practical action steps you can take today. So let's dive in and see what God has for us. My guest, Dana, is a student of mine. She's in the Empowered Wave Workshop, and I met her believe in a Facebook group and now she's in the EV Biblical Marriage Facebook group. She has graciously offered to share her story of like pretty awesome changes with the skills with us today. So Dana, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and I'm practicing my receiving and vulnerability by um talking about the small changes and wins and um, just what I've been learning. So thanks so much for having me. Yeah, me too. I'm, I always find that I'm kind of stretching my vulnerability in having a podcast at all um, <laughs> and receiving your willingness to, to just um, enhance our community by sharing your story. So I'm super grateful. Um, so let's start with, um, just kind of where things were for you before you found the skill. Sure. Um, I've been trying to think through, I mean, there's so much that I could say. Um, (laughs) so my husband and I have been married for 14 years now and, uh, still seems kind of crazy. (laughs) And we, on our 14th anniversary, had our eighth child. Um, so we have been very busy. <laughs> Lots. There's been a lot that has happened in our marriage. And um, 
we got married fairly young. I was 20 and got pregnant with our first son um, a couple months after we got married. So that was just like a whole lot of life, a whole lot of growing up um, in a short period of time. And I've continued to try to grow up while also having children. And um, yeah, so life just goes on. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy to just get into routines of just, um, you know, I think it's a pretty common story for husband and wife to end up feeling like roommates after a while, especially with kids. And, um, so just over years of kind of adding kid after kid and, you know, being, not being excited about each of them, but it's just, you know, more responsibility, more work, um, more people that are interrupting, trying to have a good marriage and keep that relationship connected. And, um, yeah, so I guess over that time and then, um, just a whole lot of, things coming up um circumstances are oldest son has a lot of um medical things um he was born with a some type of syndrome that they haven't been able to figure out and and so that's just another level of complexity added to the dynamics um in our marriage and things we've had to try to work through together and um yeah so all of that culminated in just over the last couple of years feeling just really disconnected um, from each other emotionally and um, yeah just not really a whole lot of um, I've, I've talked about before um, some people that you know there's kind of a spectrum of like good and bad on one side and while like our we've never had bad issues in our relationship um like it's always been good but more kind of in the middle or like the low end of good like they're still they're just felt like so much more positive and like loving and fun and affectionate um like that I wanted that felt like that was missing um it's kind of what it's felt like more recently. Yeah. So was there ever like a time that you were just like, you kind of felt like you were hitting a wall or was it more just like meh? <laughs> um, I guess there have been a couple, a couple bigger moments that were like really hard. Um, several years ago it's a very long story so I will probably just not get into it at all because I'll just go for too long but there was a point um oh well I guess for me personally over the last several years God has really been just doing a lot in my life and teaching me a lot about myself and about um just things that I've believed about him and like how God works, how relationship with God. Um, I kind of had more of a, you know, if I do all the right things, if I like, you know, don't do the bad things and I you know, try to be a good Christian girl, then like God will reward me and give me like what I want because I'm, you know, obeying. So if I do X, Y, Z, then I should get the results that I want as like reward for my obedience. And, um, that just doesn't really, <laughs> that doesn't work out <laughs> because God is bigger than us. He, his ways are higher than ours. He knows way more than we do. And like, he knows what's best for us. And 
that's not always uh sometimes he gives us um what's best and it does not feel like the best at all so um so there've kind of been like multiple over the last probably five years that there were some like really low times but then I would come across you know come across some random group or person on Facebook normally which is how I found you um that's um and then just sort of listening to different people teaching different things and um so yeah it's been kind of a long journey for me to get to where I am but um so now with learning some of the skills um the skills has really just put a different light on all the things that like God has been teaching me um through things that have happened over the last several years um so I feel like it's it's just given a lot of clarity to um what I've been learning like what like say more about that because I'm one of my biggest passions as you know is just how um this guilt can kind of deepen our spiritual walk because like they're really just so deeply biblical and then um you know our relationship I I feel like they get us in touch with like what it means to be a woman and so um you know God obviously made us to be women um but then the culture <laughs> kind of come in um with like a lot of masculinity and pushing us toward a lot of things that aren't how we were made to grow up and so my experience has been like that it really has changed my walk a lot um and so I'm just curious if you could say more about about that yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that has definitely been the just like men and women are different and just like what does being a woman mean? Um, that's definitely been a big part. Um because <laughs> yeah. it's always been there have been different areas that have been kind of a joke, but it's one of those like it's a joke that's not funny kind of joke in that. I sort of felt like more like the man in our relationship. Um, yes. Kind of one of the biggest areas is with like physical intimacy stuff. So it's always yes, like the physical touch is, I think, you know, my love language or whatever. I don't know. Like that's really important to me. And um, so there's always been sort of a, a discrepancy in like our interests and so that just, um, I don't know. I mean, like there's so many layers <laughs> that I could go into, but just, just the way that the world, the messages that you get from the world. And then also even in the church of, you know, having this idea of, um, particularly in the church, I guess, Christian circles. Um, cause I grew up in the church. So, you know, most of my friends were Christians and kind of had the same ideals, um, which is different than the ideals that the world would have for men and women and marriage. And, um, yeah. but just kind of the idea of like, you know, the man's supposed to be the leader and, um, I guess maybe just what I had in my head of like, what is a leader supposed to do? What is he supposed to look like? And I thought about it recently and maybe this is <laughs> like too over-spiritualizing, but it was really, I felt like, you know, when Jesus came, people were expecting the Messiah to be a king and be this like yes. powerful, like come in conquering, like destroy Rome guy um, and he didn't do that. And <laughs> I, you know, my yeah. husband is not Jesus. Of course he's a human. Um, but I feel like my husband was really more like who Jesus is. And, 
like I was wanting him to be this like raw raw domineering like take charge do whatever like have all the ideas guy and um so I know when when I talked to you um the first like call yes I forget I forget what you call it but we had like a call and I remember coming into like wanting to learn about the skills and like wanting wanting our relationship to be different um and I was getting into it from the standpoint of like what can I do to like make him um you know be more of a leader or like talk to me more tell me more of his feelings or like you know have a plan and a vision and just like lead the family and um and I remember telling you that like you know I'm just kind of frustrated that like he always just wants to give me what I want and like (laughs) I was how weird it is now and it just kind of makes me laugh a little bit about myself that I was just so irritated that he was so eager to please me and I was like, no, you're supposed to like be a leader. You're not, you're supposed to like not care about me. You know, I'm just supposed to follow you. And so like learning now about the skills and realizing like, oh, that's actually what, (laughs) I feel like that's what a godly man is supposed to do is to like love his wife and want to please her and Yes, you know like Jesus says give up his life and so it's really helped me to like appreciate that about my husband now um yeah so yeah I definitely I definitely recognize that like oh wow he's been he has been what God intended a husband and man to be this whole time and like how I just kind of thought, you know, I like downplayed it or didn't like it in my head. Of like, oh, he's, you know, I'm more like the man and he's yeah. more like the woman that he's just, you know, going along with what I want. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I relate to you so much on this, on both of these topics, like the topic of the physical touch as you know, I completely relate to you on that. I actually found the skills when I was in, uh, I was in a Facebook group as well. I was in a love Facebook group trying to figure out how to get more physical. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because Jess was like starving for it, which is so funny because he comes at me like day and night now. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I haven't initiated basically since I, for four years. Wow. Yeah. And like, awesome. and I can't I wait to get flirt, I flirt and I'm a big, like, I'm a big proponent of flirting. I like to yeah. other women how to flirt because to me, flirting is the, is the new initiating. Yeah. So, yeah. Just being super flirty. Like we have a very flirty relationship now that like becomes like tips over into physical affection and playfulness a lot yeah that's awesome but then also like my husband's really slow to speak slow to anger um Mm -hmm. you could all you know and so I can so relate to what you're saying about the spiritual leadership pieces when uh, now I just see it as so like tragic that I was looking at it that way, or it would have been tragic if I hadn't found the skills because he is that spiritual leader. Like, yeah. Um, and he always, like, I can clearly see how he always was. And that, yeah. you know, but certainly it brings it out, like, for me to look to him for spiritual leadership as he is is what inspires it to just champions it to increase yeah and become just it's become something that I never would have imagined that it could be yeah 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 I can definitely uh I feel similarly too about my husband and 
Um, yeah. So yeah. how long ago did you first find me or the skills? I mean, I know that you, I was your introduction to the skills, right? Yes. Yeah. So do you know how long ago that was? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't a year ago. Well, cause I haven't even been doing this a year. Yeah, no, I don't, I think it was, well, so my baby is six months old and I had not found it before that. So for sure, less than six months, I'm thinking maybe three or four. Yeah. It's only been a few months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think we talked like pretty soon after. And so like what for women that are kind of starting out and like want to change their marriage that they don't know how to get started, like how, what did you do first? Like, what do you think, like, yeah, where should they start? Where should they start? Um, <laughs> I guess I, well, I started um, just in your Facebook group is, was my introduction. So I, um, I do eventually want to read <laughs> the empowered wife book. Um, and I've listened to, um, I've been more recently listening to Laura Doyle's podcast. Um, and I've been listening to your podcast and, um, yeah, so I, I hope to read the book eventually. I know that will really help, you know, accelerate <laughs> some more of the changes. Um, I just, um, I have a harder time like focusing. I'm somewhat think I'm ADHD, maybe self-diagnosed. So I'm realizing <laughs> that's probably why I don't read much because I end up reading the same section of the book over and over. And, uh, so, but the podcasts have been helping. Um, but yeah, I think probably really the main thing has been like your, your Facebook group and, um, but a lot of people are in my Facebook group and are not changing their marriage because there's nobody's marriage changes until they do something. So what did you do? What did I do? Um, I mean, I guess the first thing was like, I just really wanted, <laughs> I don't know. So I guess this is the, I, um, I just really wanted something different. I just really wanted, um, my parents have been married for a long time and they're still married. So that's, you know, definitely, definitely a positive and a blessing. Um, but very similar to, um, the, like feeling that I was starting to have, like I said, that they're just kind of more like roommates and, um, so I think for me, really just honestly seeing that over the years um, and just really not wanting to end up, you know, 40 years down the road and mm -hmm. be like still married, but not happy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So I think I've just been really wanting to do whatever I could um, to to not have that be my story. And um, I, I guess, <laughs> so realizing uh, that fear, that's kind of one of the other parts that I wanted to say about, um, uh, forget how you asked the question, but you know, like as far as, um, like my relationship with God or, um, oh, yeah. you know, like fear, that was the other part of my story. And the thing that God has been peeling back and, um, taking me through a lot over the last like five years or so that I mentioned was, um, a few years ago, we went through just a really hard time. It was like, for me personally, one of the hardest periods of my life for like a year and a half. And at the end of that year and a half, um, sort of the end point of that season um, was just God revealed to me like how much control fear had in my life. And um, it's still 
does, I'm realizing <laughs> that I know you've talked about, um, you know, control being, you know, the thing behind control being fear and, and going through the skills, um, realizing how much more that fear is still there because of, um, like how controlling I have been. And it was out of the fear of like, I don't want to end up as just roommates who like are miserable with each other 40 years down the road. Like I was just so afraid of that, um, that I was trying to control things and getting upset about, you know, if things reminded me of that at all. Um, it just brought that fear back. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's why it's been somewhat more of a up and down or like two steps forward, one step back kind of journey for the last, um, few years that like there was progress, but then also still not full changes, um, that I see like the potential of those changes being lasting, now with learning the skills of like, oh, okay, the skills were the missing piece. Like, I think I had more of the understanding, but then like, okay, how do I actually live out not being controlling? I don't want to be controlling, but I don't, yeah. I didn't fully know like what that really looked like. Yes. Um, so learning things like, you know, just saying things making comments all the time like he right he's a man he doesn't need my input on every little thing that he's doing I don't have to tell him where to find something in the fridge or you know yes. what to do with the kids or like letting go of um being able to recognize and then therefore letting go of um inappropriate control like that is yes it's like okay that's this is now the practical how do I actually live out um is the piece that I was missing I think so yeah for sure me too I have done so much personal development work for like my entire adult life and then and nothing really worked for my own mental health too the same as the skill just that's why I kind of I say I gave up being therapist although I still use that whole toolbox and all that experience you know in mm-hmm. what I do now but it's yeah. like I never found anything else that was like really making me almost like with my own like mental health labels and stuff just be like I don't even need this anymore like this doesn't even apply anymore it kind of yeah. was like I was learning to like walk through my anxieties in new ways and like things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and like with desire, like find desire, even like when I feel the, you know, quote unquote depressed or what I used to call depressed, um, yeah. like I'm still able to stay in touch with my desire, which really like it, it enables me to keep that thread of like, why why would I keep going when I feel like this kind of thing um yeah so it's just makes all of these things that used to seem like very that like makes all these things that used to seem insurmountable seem like more um possible and um just like really comprehensive in that way yeah for sure and just like knowing that uh, just that feeling of like the possibility of like a total restoration, like not to perfection, but just to like, this is how God wants me to live. <laughs> like as a human being, who's like, <laughs> I obviously need Jesus, have Jesus. So it's like a total restoration, um, like feels possible is like that tells me it's a god thing because like god is that resurrection power and that restorer yeah for sure definitely like that is who god is yeah um so when when you started to implement the skills what what did you try first Um, what did I try first? 
I'm trying to remember because it's been, you know, I, I appreciate the, the reminder. Um, I think it's you that says this a lot. I think Laura Doyle says it too, but, um, the fact that it's like an experiment, the reminder too, it's an experiment, just yeah. experiment. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to think back of, it hasn't, you know, lots of little experiments over time. So, um, I guess I just started with, oh, well, okay. I guess one of the bigger, one of the things I definitely need to work on. So that's probably the one that I've done the most experimenting with is, um, releasing inappropriate control. Um, so one specific example that was like huge. So this is, yeah, this is a big one. So I have, I have very strong feelings about technology. I am really not a fan of technology. I think it's just like destroying society and, you know, damaging relationships and it's addicting. And I say all of this as someone who is very addicted to my technology and social media and all those kind of things. So I have like such a love hate relationship with technology. Yes. And it has always been like kind of a thing, especially as our kids are getting older. So our oldest is, sorry, but, um, our oldest is 13 now. And so we starting out for most of our marriage, we had like one TV and a part of it was because like growing up, my dad would have like every technology available. There was like a TV in like every room in the house. Um, and I remember my mom just like always loathing that she hated having a TV in her room. So I came into marriage kind of with these, like, we're never going to have a TV in our room. Like only one TV, like it has to be, it has to be so controlled. You know, I have to keep tight control on this. Like we cannot have more than one TV. I will not allow it. So, um, so we didn't have much electronics for a while. Then one year, um, we got like a Nintendo switch for the kids. And the next thing I knew we had two Nintendo switches and then we had like three and then we just, <laughs> so now I think we're up to what, like six or seven. And, um, but then, so the newest thing is like virtual reality, a VR like headset. So our kids started to have like, all they wanted was VR. It's all they talked about. And I very inappropriate control. <laughs> um, was like over my dead body like I that is where I draw the line it is just like the biggest evil I can possibly imagine I, like absolutely not and I like told my husband and, and our kids this is, this is terrible but I would tell all of them like if a VR comes in this house I am leaving like I will not share my home with virtual reality no <laughs> um yeah like really I was very, it was very, I realized now how, how disrespectful it was very disrespectful, very so controlling. Relatable. So relatable. Yeah. So, um, but I guess that was kind of one of the bigger things I realized, um, with that was like, oh, like that's really like, how disrespectful is that? And then I also kind of trying to dig down of, realizing the vulnerability side of it of like I am so the control is coming from fear the fear is like the addiction side of it and just like I know myself and I know how hard it is for me to like not use my phone and um and seeing like that addiction with electronics already starting with our kids and feeling like just out of control. Like it's so hard for me to try and rein them in if they, as soon as they get on a screen, like it's just such a battle. Um, so then I just kind of worked through like, okay, that was very disrespectful and controlling uh, to say that I would leave if it came in here. That's really, you know, that was not good. <laughs> and um, so I just thought about it and I told my husband one time, like, I am sorry that that was very disrespectful to talk to you like that, to tell the kids that, 
Um, it's very controlling, very disrespectful. Um, uh, but just like then from the vulnerability, like I can't like uh, just my fear of having it is like, I can't be the one to control and set up limits and restrictions. Like it's just really hard. I cannot control electronic usage. It's really difficult for me. So like, I'm telling you, I'm sorry that I said we can never have VR. And I was very disrespectful about that. Um, and I'm saying like, I trust you. If it's something that you wanted to get like for the kids and this was before Christmas. Um, so I was like, I'm kind of assuming now they're going to get it for Christmas. <laughs> if, I, if I've like given permission, we'll probably get it now. But um, just as a, like, if that's something that we have, I, I can't be in control of it. Like, I really don't want to have any part of it. Um, but like, I trust you <laughs> to be in charge of it. So like, you can do with this information what you will. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so we did end up getting them a VR for Christmas, and uh, <laughs> so that was kind of one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things, and I think really kind of one of the first things that I tried, um, other than just starting some. I think I started with the the duct taping concept of you know just not not making comments. I had started to do that some. Um, yeah. So things kind of got quieter at your house, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and still, I'm still working on it. I, uh, yeah, me too. It's more of a recognition and catching myself and then realizing yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just listening now. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to make comments. So how's it so. going with the VR? Like, are you finding ways to honor yourself like within having the VR in the home? um yes I mean it's still <laughs> our electronic usage is still out of control in my opinion um but as I have continued to well one another area where I had kind of um just made comments and I guess taken control of stuff by making comments or inserting myself in situations was with like discipline. Um, and so as I have started to also back off of making comments and like also trying to just actually not addressing my kids, like not disciplining them so that like my husband is actually stepping in and disciplining them more now yeah um so I yeah so I guess um your question was like honoring myself with the VR so in that sense I guess I'm just like I'm not playing it because <laughs> I'm kind of keeping myself out of it so that I don't get sucked in and addicted <laughs> um and then it really just I think there was you know, every now and then it's a little bit trickier, like when my husband's at work and we homeschool. So sometimes they're like wanting to play before he's really here to like police it. Yeah. Um, so, but there have been a couple of times where they were, I think, trying to argue over whose turn it was and everyone was kind of looking to me and I just sort of like smiled and like looked at my husband like, uh, this is like, this isn't me. <laughs> this is on you. You get to decide whose turn it is. So he kind of looked at me and I just didn't really say anything. And so then he figured it out yeah. and talked to them and saw whose turn it was. And yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's really, I think probably how I've been trying to honor myself of like, I said that I can't and I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I'm trying to not get sucked into whose turn is it or yeah those things so I've just like not not made comments about it not not complained about you know if they're on it too much just you know he, um just really letting him letting my husband be the one to deal with it and um I guess one of the things I thought about is um 
really learning to give him grace, like the same grace that he has always given me. He's always been yeah. so good at, at like not making me feel bad about anything. And so, and like giving me space to learn and to grow. And so I've kind of taken, you know, the electronic stuff or with, you know, different discipline things really like I, I'm going to step out of the way and because I've been in the way so much for a long time, um, like it will probably take some time and it will be like some growing pains of him stepping into, you know, being the one to discipline more and um, just kind of allowing him the space to make mistakes, like to do his own experimenting. Um yeah if that makes sense of like sort of knowing and keeping my duct tape on of okay if he's disciplining and like trying to get them to go to bed and there may be sometimes where he's a little angry or would talk to them you know a little harsher than I would or um, but just really like reminding myself to give him that space to trust him also knowing um like he is a good man. He's a good father. He is gentle. He's very conscientious. Um, you know, so even if he's extra irritated one time, like to yeah. trust that God can speak to him if he needs to correct that. And then also recognizing, um, this is another thing I thought about is just the difference in men and women and how like we have a lot of boys and how, the way that I would discipline them as a woman is not always necessarily going to be what they need. Like sometimes they may actually need to be disciplined harsher and like, it would feel harsh to me because I'm a woman, but they're boys and my husband is a man. And so like he needs the space um, to discipline and teach our boys to be a man. And I can't teach them that. So it might not look very nice and soft to me sometimes um but like maybe I'm not the one that knows what they need yeah I love what you're saying too about like not trying to be his holy spirit but just letting him like get convicted himself like if he feels like you know he's been too harsh like that he kind of gets that cue himself <laughs> yeah that's definitely been like I feel like Jesse and I like the emotional safety that's been created through practicing the skills has created something where both of us can just kind of confess to the other one when we don't feel like we've done our best parenting and so we're like yeah. mutually confessing and then standing for each other's greatness or like championing each other to be our best selves as parents which like as you're pointing out looks two totally different ways right yeah yeah well I love that I love how you um unpacked all that and like that's um that's amazing like uh, what I'm hearing in the VR story is basically that you've kind of let him carry the mental load of like of that and that um again you're kind of letting him you know see for himself like what feels like too much and um just that you found a different kind of piece maybe with like your kids technology use in just like on your own paper like you found in a different way yeah <clears throat> yeah and I think um I think it's also you know dealing with the, or recognizing the fear piece of it and like that's the fear behind why I was wanting to control it so much and I remember when I when I told my husband like I <laughs> you know I've been afraid of having it because like I can't control it I can't I don't want to be part of it because like I know I guess I'm afraid of my own potential for addiction to it because I know how addicted I am just to my phone so um so I know when I told him that he he's always been so so encouraging and um he's always been able to see like the potential of people 
where I normally <laughs> I'm quicker to like remember and point out their flaws and like well yeah they have these great qualities but remember this one like a really bad thing <laughs> um, but he's he's always so good at um you know seeing people's potential so I remember when I was telling him that like I can't handle yeah um controlling it and he was trying to encourage me you know like you like I believe you can and like I I hope that you I think like he recognized um and respected what I was saying in my vulnerability of like I I don't want to be the one policing it um but then also just like he he trusted me or and like believes in my ability to and was also saying you know well hey if it's um that like you can learn and you may learn you know if you don't drink alcohol or if you do like an alcohol is an example like okay if you like drink something you drink too much you wake up the next day you're like hungover and you have a headache then you may think like oh okay well I don't want to do that again and then like you won't so like if you if you do go too far or you know with electronics like if you spend all day on your phone or you play VR and you get really addicted and you like go too far and you use it too much like then you know who cares uh, you'll recognize that like oh, okay like that was too far now I'll go back um and so I think even just like listening to him say that and really believing him <laughs> like uh, even like opening myself up to really listening to him and and thinking like he may actually have some good ideas you know like he yeah. may actually know something that I can learn from so like even him just saying that has kind of helped me in my own I don't know if I've used my phone less but I guess just like my forgiveness and like grace for myself and um I guess just taking away some of some of the power that it had over me you know like the fear fear can be yeah. so powerful that um yeah I guess just feeling less of a pull um and really being able to enjoy it because I I do actually like oh. video games or like yeah. playing games so then even just like um really appreciating and enjoying the time that I do something on my phone that I do enjoy instead of letting it then create like, um, you know, guilt or yeah. feel like I was wasting time. Like, Oh, it's not wasting time because I'm actually enjoying it. So I can like play a video game with the kids and it's fine. And even a positive thing because I'm getting joy out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're saying. And like, that's what I, sometimes I feel like you can kind of find self-care in that way. Cause it's like, there's things that you're already doing that you may just not have been enjoying fully or like realize like, oh, this is something that like actually brings me delight or like puts a smile on my face. I'm having fun right now. Once yeah. I keep this burden of fear or like guilt or what other people say is like a good, good self-care or whatever, mm -hmm. like whatever that picture was um once all of those layers get taken off and then I also love what you said about like once the fear isn't such a big factor then that like really frees you up to experiment yeah um with like oh is this too much or like maybe this is okay and like I like I've found with practicing so like I actually feel really grateful that there's like that I can just turn on a tv and like when I need to put my baby to sleep, like I feel a lot of gratitude for TV, like, which is something that I used to really like hate, like in quotation yeah. or, you know, just really feel um, divided against myself. And now I'm able to like make an empowered choice of like, well, this is a tool and I'm going to use it this way um, because I have this little break in my day where I can put my baby down and it's not just about the baby it's also like I get to take a little rest and like go in another room and have my like 
oxytocin snuggle fast with the baby and yeah really just like allow myself to enjoy that and benefit from that so that I like emerge refreshed and I'm not like a irritable mom that I used to be yeah so I mean not that I never like I, I still definitely struggle with irritability sometimes but I find that the more I'm able to like um give myself those reprieves and things are really how I can get ahead of it yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah so what's your relationship like now like what's the what's the after of the skills for you like these days I know you've only been practicing the skills for a few months um and yeah I know you've had a lot of wins yeah so I there yeah there have definitely been wins I feel like most of my wins have just been like in my own head and just like shifting my understanding and my expectations and mm-hmm. like what I believe about how things are supposed to work or not. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, um, I'm hoping that in, um, you know, six months or something, I can maybe interview again and have like even more. So I guess there's, well, yeah, I guess there, so there's, there has been, a lot of change and positive change in that um like the little things really do matter and add up and I think just little things like and my husband is talking to me more like that was kind of one of the complaints that I had in my head of like we just don't even talk like yeah. you just don't even say anything to me anymore I felt like at some point I felt like I was the only person talking and I didn't want to be the only person talking. So I stopped talking, um, but, but not in a productive, like duct taping way. It was like, I was just, I was silent, but like brooding and like still (laughs) unhappy. (laughs) Yes. Not silent because I wanted him like, because I wanted to hear what he had to say or because I was like, happy and just busy doing my own thing it was like I was silent just still standing there waiting for him to come like give me what I wanted and (laughs) like our relationship and interactions um yeah so yeah just like he's been um in the last week or so there's he went to like a men's group meeting and came home and was just like telling me some about the meeting and um like telling me things about some videos or podcasts that he's watching and um so just like little things like that and um I've been working on like not initiating physical intimacy stuff as much and um so I don't there hasn't been necessarily like a big change in frequency or anything yet but like I don't know the times that we have had have been better and um well yeah that was kind of one of the other things one of the things I had to step out of the way of several of our kids our daughter in particular for a while has been like trying to sleep in our room she's like constantly sleeping on the floor of our room she doesn't want to sleep in her own room I don't know there's a bunch of layers there to figure out like why will you not just stay in your own bed but um so normally that was like I was so irritated about that. And like, you know, you can't be in my room, get out of here. I like something to happen. It's not going to happen if there's like a child in here awake while we're trying to go to bed. Yeah. Um, So then that would just make me like so irritated. And then like, I'm trying to get her out because I'm, you know, normally the one stepping in correcting kids or trying to discipline them first. And Mm -hmm. so I've been working on like not doing that. (laughs) I'm not going to be, I did kind of, share with my husband that like I was really struggling with that and felt like it was affecting like it was affecting my relationship with my daughter and I don't want that I don't want to be mad and frustrated with her and like blaming her for I'm not getting the things that I want um right so I sort of shared with him like I you know I can't it's affecting me too much so like I can't be the one to try and tell her like get out of here (laughs) um so he's definitely been like stepping up and doing more of that 
too of like being the one who's like nope there's a boundary here like children are not crossing this line stay out of our room goodbye yeah good wow that's that's a big win yeah yeah so that's been that's been really good and yeah just a a whole lot of things like that that have been really um really encouraging and helpful so yeah yeah I love that um well as we wrap up here like for the there's a lot of new women in the easy biblical marriage Facebook group or just in you know listening to this podcast people that are not familiar with the skills maybe haven't even you know checked out um Laura Doyle's like books and podcasts at all um and like what what would you say um to them as far as like yeah just to encourage them uh the skills work they are legit they are like they are maybe not um you know written in Laura Doyle's book as um you know, gospel truth, they might not be (laughs) said in the same way in the Bible, but really like the truth behind, um, that they bring out of like God's design of men and women and husband and wife. And like his design is good and it works and it makes sense and it's freeing and it's life-giving and like you can trust that and um just experiment try you know learn a piece at a time try it um and then look for look for the small wins and know i mean i i felt like i don't have anything big to say or like who am I to come on a podcast you know <laughs> I never imagined that I would be interviewed on a podcast um and you know like my side of the street my paper still has a lot of work to do there's a lot to clean up um a lot more of the skills that I need to dive deeper in um but you know it's I don't think you're ever gonna reach perfection (laughs) and your marriage is for a lifetime hopefully and um you know it's a long road so any little thing any little win any little change um matters and it will build up you know like I was afraid previously of you know trying to control things because I didn't want to end up 40 years down the road and be miserable and just feel like roommates and not get along. So on the, you know, on the same, but the opposite (laughs) side, the small, small um, positive changes that you can make with the skills. I am excited and can only imagine what 40 years down the road of using the skills will lead to. Yeah, totally. Me too. And I, yeah, I just, I really appreciate you being willing to come on. Like, so, you know, you're really still very new. Um, like you've invested in the power wife workshop, but that's it. And we're not done. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's a real like testimony to how much just improvement in the quality of your day-to-day life is possible um, in a short time and just also like improvement of your outlook on like life and marriage and just, um, like what's possible as far as happiness in your marriage, where maybe you hadn't, you know, maybe you'd been like, I'm not sure, you know, what's possible here. Like, given that I've, I know, I felt like I know a lot. I've tried a lot. Like I was literally a therapist. I had tried, I thought I knew, you know, everything there was to know, um, and I just kind of would feel discouraged. Like there was something wrong with me when it was really just that I didn't have like some pretty like simple skills. I mean, they, they do take some effort to implement. Um, 
to make your habit kind of thing. It's like changing your thinking takes practice. Um, yeah. But it's like skills that can be learned, which is like such a yeah. more optimistic way to look at it than um, like there's something wrong with me kind of thing, which is what I used to <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well this has been so delightful I need to go downstairs because my neighbor needs me uh, my neighbor's watching my kids and she needs me to come down yeah sure um, this has been such a delight and yeah I would absolutely love to have you back on in six months so I'm gonna hold you to that okay <laughs> yeah that'd be great yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to say like a real goodbye, Dana, just because I do have to go downstairs and leave okay. her. And so I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank Sounds you good. so, so much for coming on and sharing. Yeah. Thank you again for inviting me. intrigued by this work and looking for ways to either support it or take it further for yourself if you'd like to support this ministry one of the most powerful ways you could do so is by leaving a review on apple Podcasts. it just takes a couple minutes of your time and if you'll email me a screenshot of your review at hello at easybiblicalmarriage.com you have a free gift waiting for you and other ways that you can get involved are by joining our free Facebook community, which is called Easy Biblical Marriage. And I have a couple of amazing offers. It's not too late to join the Empowered Wife Workshop, which did get underway last week, but there's a replay available. And the price for that workshop is crazy affordable at $87. And then I also have a six-month program, which is designed for women who want a guaranteed change in their marriage in six months. And if you're interested in that, please email me at hello at easybiblicalmarriage.com in order to set up a free call with me to learn more. I look forward to getting to know you better. Thank you.